do thank you once again for coming today, uh, you that are here, and also those that are online today. It's so different. Uh, this is just a different time uh, that we are living in. But right now, we're going to be starting a new sermon series, um, and, and we've got it on the stage. You know, we, we've tried to set everything up for this year. And our theme for the year is greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done in this city at Cross Life, at Salisbury, in Spencer, in Faith, in Rockwell. We love everybody out there. And, and so what we're going to do for the next three weeks, and I'm just so thrilled uh, to start this sermon series. I, I, love, I love preaching this passage that we're going to be going through and uh, just love talking about the topics that we're going to be talking about. And um, last week I, I tried to lay out the vision uh, for 2021, and we had to do a virtual. And, and that was really difficult. Never, never in a million years would I have thought that uh, we would have Vision Sunday and nobody would be here but three of us. And, um, it, but it was different, but it was good. I hope that you got uh, the point of what we were trying to do and what we're going to try to do this year. Um, but I hope the next three weeks kind of sets, sets the tone uh, for who we are and what we're going to be about in 2021. I, I believe that greater things are still to be done uh, at Cross Life. It doesn't matter if there is a pandemic. It doesn't matter what we're going to be going through. Uh, look, we, we could go through a, another shutdown tomorrow, but our, our goal this year is going to be greater things because we know that through all of this, God is working in the background and He is working through our church. I heard uh, stories this week, people texting me and, and telling me about uh, just going through and, and doing the pay it forward thing. You know, it, it puts you out of your comfort zone a little bit, but it also helps us. It helps us be the hands and feet of Christ. And it's not about putting cross like church name out there. It's about lifting Jesus Christ on high. And so I don't, I don't care if you go through a drive through and you give them a card with Cross Life Church's name on God knows what we're doing. Hey, and He's going to take care of us in the long term. Don't, don't worry about all of that right now. What I'm rest assured in is knowing that we are on the vision that God wants this church on. So for the next three Sundays, uh, I've, I've titled our series, Greater Things Are Yet to Come. And as 2020 was uh, coming to a close, probably around uh, Thanksgiving or so, I started praying about direction for 2021. And I probably should have started praying about 2021 way before uh, Thanksgiving, but it was a crazy year, okay? Um, but there's an older song by Chris Tomlin that came on the radio on, on K-Love, um, God of the City. And, and, and Chris Tomlin, <coughs> in that song, he'll say, greater things are yet to come, greater things are still to be done in the city. I would try to sing it for you this morning, but that song is way high. And maybe in ninth grade, I could have hit those notes. I probably can't hit that anymore. Uh, but, but I started singing that song, and I started thinking about what God wanted to do, uh, not only in my life, but also in the life of the church. And I said, greater things. Greater things. Greater things are so or, or yet to come, greater things are still to be done. So this morning, I would like to give us the first part of this series, Greater Things Are Yet to Come. During these three weeks, this is what we're going to be looking at. Today, we're going to be looking at the Word of God and how we need to stand on the Word of God no matter the cost. That's why I felt like I couldn't shut the church doors down today. I, I wanted to invite people, if they wanted to come and worship today, they could, even though we have people that are sick in the church and so forth. Uh, I, I believe that we have to stand on God's Word right now, no matter the cost. And it doesn't do us any good to shut a door and not let people come in to hear the Word of God. 
Hey, so that's where I was at this week. Week two, next week we're going to be looking at uh, the church within, what that looks like. Uh, I believe Cross Life has done an amazing job the two and a half years that it has been alive uh, to, to, to be the church from within. But I want to teach us a little further uh, on what that means. Uh, what it means to love each other, what it means to serve with each other. And then the last week, uh, we're going to finish it off, and we're going to be looking at the community. And I've got a, I've got a challenge that I want to give the church that morning um, to, to kind of cap that off of how we can impact this community together by using the Word of God, by using the church, and to commit to doing greater things. We're in a brand new community right now. If you would have asked me back in October, November, when, when we made the decision to come to this location, if we were going to shut down four weeks after uh, having to, to, to start services, I would have thought you were crazy. Uh, we thought we were invincible. Things were going so well. And I'm reminded this week that when things are going well, that's when the enemy attacks us the most. Okay? Uh, look, he's attacking my family right now. Uh, with the deaths that we have experienced this week, he's attacking my parents. He's, he's attacking everything around us because he knows that we are on mission for what God wants us to do. And, 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 and I've, I've encouraged you, uh, I put it out on our, our private group this week uh, for you that have been uh, following along in the devotional readings that, that, I, that I said I was going to do this year. Mark is all about that. The Gospel of Mark, getting out there and loving on people. And so I, I want to be an encouragement to you over the next couple of weeks. I also want to challenge you as you leave the place at the church, as you uh, get off the social media. But I'm a huge believer in taking church outside of the traditional church building. If you've known me for any amount of time, you know that is my heart. Okay, I've never been about a building. I've never been about a structure. And I want others to know that Cross Life Church has a purpose, and that purpose is to be simply a light. Maybe today you're, you're, you're hanging on and you're like, I don't, I don't know if I'm agreeing with everything right now. You'll get it before it's over with, I promise. Do you want Cross Life Church to be that church that's always seeking God? and not the opinions of others. This is, this is the thing. Let's start the trend right now that we would be the church that is going to reach the community, one soul, one household, one family at a time. And if that means going across the road and knocking on that door five or six times to just tell them that we love them, to make an impact, then that is what we will do. You know, our mission here at Cross Life is, is very simple. We said that, that, it's that we would give of our lives to serve Jesus, that we would grow through our worship, through our study, and that we would ultimately go and tell the world what Jesus Christ has simply done. We want to live this mission out each and every week. And let that be the heartbeat of the church. If you've got your Bibles with you here in the, in the sanctuary today, turn with me to the book of John. Um, we're going to be looking at, at John chapter 14, uh, 12 through 14. The verses will be on the screen. You that are home, I encourage you to open your copy of God's Word. I encourage you to, to read along the screen with us if you don't have a Bible handy. 
Um, but these are the verses that we're going to use for the next several weeks. But we're also going to use supporting verses throughout this as well. And this is what the Bible says. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father, and whatever you ask in my name that I will do, the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask anything in my name, I love this, I will do it. I will do it. Let's pray. God, thank you. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for this moment. God, that we get to experience with you. God, that we get to worship you. Lord, I'm thankful for Cross Life and, and thankful for the impact that it's made on my life. God, the, 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 the willingness, the, the sacrifice. God, all of these things that, that it takes to be a church. God, this, this year we're praying that You would send greater things. God, that You would help us and You would be the helpmate that we need in order to accomplish what You want us to accomplish. Lord, whatever it is, we believe that anything that we put our minds to, anything that we believe You can do, Your Word says in John 14 that You will do it. And God, I believe that today. I believe that You can do anything that's possible. God, even the impossibles You can do. Lord, right now I pray for those that are hurting. I pray for those that are sick. Lord, we pray for all of the COVID-19 uh, folks that are out there right now, God, the, the ones that, um, that are quarantined. God, we pray that you would get them back to full health. Lord, we pray for our community right now that even in the midst of a pandemic, we can be here for them, that we can love them. God, that we can nurture them with the Word. Lord, help us in that. Help us understand the mission that you have called us to. And Lord, you haven't called us to stop. You haven't called us to drop anything You've called us to do more. And Lord, that is how the church is to be a light during this time, is to do more. It's not to stop. So be with us, God. Be with us as we try to accomplish the mission each and every week. Be with us as we try to preach the Word each and every week. God, just be with our families. Grow them up to be true disciples of You. And let us be passionate And let us love like we've never loved before. We ask these things in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. You know, when when, when my family (laughs) came here to to start the church, I said my family, me and Tiffany and our not even one-year-old yet, um, just me and Tiffany and and Riley didn't know what was going on, but we started this church planning journey. And and the main goal that, that Tiffany and I kept talking about is how could we make an instant impact in a community? You know, we, we've seen it before, we had been part of churches before, but we had never really had to set foot and do it ourselves, by ourselves. And like, how in the world is two people going to come to a town and make an instant impact? You know, we didn't have anybody else in the church. We didn't know anybody else. We, we didn't come here because we had family here. Nothing like that. So we just came blindsided wondering, God, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do to make an impact? And as we're trying to wrap our minds around everything that had taken place in our lives, I can remember just asking the question, and I asked this question probably for the first nine months that we were 
on the, on, uh, our feet were on the ground. And I said, where do we start? Where do we start? Well, the same thing is coming up again as I begin to think about 2021. There, there's nothing better than engraving in our minds and in our hearts with saying greater things are yet to come, even though we don't know what those greater things may be yet. We don't know what 2021 is going to look like yet. I, I'll tell you, I almost want to go back to 2020 the way 2021 has started for my life um, and for my family. We, we almost just want to backtrack. Uh, but we know that greater things are still to come. What are those greater things? No idea. No idea. And that's when you have to trust the process, right? Like that, that's when you just have to trust God. Like Everything may be crumbling down in your life at this moment. Listen, uh, if you're on social media, whatever you're listening to today, w- you may be right now crumbling, and you may, you may just say, my life is in shambles. But there is a God out there that loves you, that wants to protect you, that wants you to just come to Him with arms wide open and say, I need you, God. And that is my vision for 2021, that God would have His people run to Him in anticipation, knowing that He wants to do something in their life. And they'll just say, God, I am yours. Whatever it is, whatever your will, I am yours. And that we would bow at the feet of Jesus. I'm confident that, that greater things are in store for Cross Life. I've been confident in that in day, from day one. I'm confident that the God that we serve is still sitting on the throne no matter what goes on in this world. I am confident that the people here at Cross Life are ready to move forward and they're ready to make an impact. And this morning, this is what I want you to do. I encourage you to not look back. Let's press forward. Let's make the commitment to do this thing together, to continue looking for the tangible ways to be different, to be different in the community. Look, I don't want to be like any other church out there. I don't want to look at their models. I don't want to see what they're preaching and and the things that they're teaching. I don't even want to see what Bible studies they're going through right now. I want us to focus on ourselves. I don't want us to say, well, this church is doing this better than we are. We've got to come up with our own DNA. And our DNA is different. I've said that for two and a half years. Our DNA is different because we love and we have people like John who is the appendix of the church and those kind of people. And, and as, we, as we look at all of this, okay, as we understand all of this that is coming about, we have to know that Cross Life Church is going to be a church that is going to be on the map. Someone once said this, knowing the Bible is one thing, but knowing the author is totally different. You ever heard that before? Knowing the Bible is one thing, but believing in the author is totally different. And my question to you today is, do you personally know the author of the Scriptures this morning? Would you say there's been a time, there has been a place that you accepted Jesus Christ for greater things to take place? We must not only look to the Word of God, but understand what we believe about the church, about the Word of God. And this is what Crossside Church believes about the Bible. This is found in the Baptist Faith and Message. It's Southern Baptist um, Church, and, and the Baptist Faith and Message of 2000 is what uh, our doctrine is. And this is what the Baptist Faith and Message says about the Bible. And you see if you agree with this. The Holy Bible was written by man, divinely inspired, and is God's revelation of Himself to man. It is a perfect treasure of divine instruction. It has God for its author, salvation for its end, and truth without any mixture of error for the matter. 
Therefore, all Scripture is totally true and trustworthy. It reveals the principles by which God judged us and therefore is and will remain to the end of the world the true center of the Christian union and the supreme standard by which all human conduct, all creeds, and religious opinions should be tried. All Scripture is a testimony to Christ who is Himself the focus of divine revelation. I would like to take a few moments and speak to you this morning on the Word of God. I think it's important, it's a good reminder for us, if nothing else, during the trying times that that we're experiencing today in, in the world and in life, the Word of God has to be our weapon. So the first thing I want us to, to look at this morning is the Word of God does not fail. The Word of God does not fail. Joshua chapter 21 Verse 45 says this, Not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord hath spoken to the house of Israel, and all came to pass. Understand this, God's Word will never fail you. It will never fail you. During the hard times, we have to lean on God to carry us through. During the good times, we've got to lean on God to keep the good times going. And during the times of waiting, we've got to lean on God that His Word is never failing. There has never been a time in my life, and I can say this without a shout out, there's never been a time in my life where I questioned the Word of God. Never been a time where I said, this word is not true once I became a Christian because I believe it with everything in my power. You know, I, now there, there might have been times when I was a kid, but I didn't know Jesus. Yeah, there might have been times where I questioned things and I didn't understand things, but never once have I looked at the word of God and said, man, that's not true. <laughs> so many times, we spend so much time debating on this or that, that but we come to a point in life today that listen we can we can argue over anything because of all of the opinions out there and this is what happens this is just thomas's thought and no, don't don't quote me from anybody else on this what happens is we go to books and we get our opinions off of books off of other social media websites off of articles, whatever, and we never form our own opinion on what we truly believe. And I, and I believe that's happening in the church today as well. Growing up, okay, my parents engraved in my mind that church was the place to be on Sunday morning. Anybody have a childhood like that? I, I, I remember Sunday morning, I had no choice. Okay, but never once do I remember my dad looking at me as, as my pastor, never, never once did my dad look at me and say, Thomas, it's time to give your life to Jesus. That was my decision. And for so long, you know, the, the idea of church was engraved in my mind from what I saw in my dad's church. And then I got out in the real world is what I call it. I got out from mom and dad and I started hearing words I had never heard before. Got to Fruitland, got to, got to school. They started using words like propitiation for our sins, uh, uh, mid-tribulations, post-tribulation. Like, I didn't know what any of that meant. It scared me to death. And, and, and I was in a theology class with Scott Thompson. 
Dr. Scott Thompson is one of the greatest teachers that you would ever sit under. You, he, he, he lectured you for two hours. You didn't understand a word the man said, but he was that intelligent. So you're just like, man, he's a good teacher. And, and I remember Scott calling on me one day and said, Thomas, what do you think about the post-tribulation? I was like, I don't believe it. Why don't you believe it? And I started thinking because I had never heard it before. I've always heard pre-tribulation. And, and, and as I'm looking at it, he said, well, what do you believe, Mr. McDonald? He would always call me Mr. McDonald. I said, man, the, this is the one thing I know. Jesus Christ died for me. He rose again, and that's all I'm going to preach. And he said, amen, brother. <laughs> and, that's, and that's what it's about, church. Like, we get so wrapped up in all of these minds, all of these theological principles, everything that's out there, all of these books, and we think we've got to read all of this stuff. But the only thing we really have to read is God's Word. We get so wrapped up in all of the ideas, all of the, all of the facets, all the way, new ways that we can do church, when really the way to do church is in this book. It's in the book. Read the book of Acts. If you want to be a, 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 a Bible-believing church, read the book of Acts. It's there. That's how it's modeled. And if we model our church after the book of Acts, I promise you, we can't go wrong. But we get so wrapped up, we say, well, I've got I to read a book on how to, how to do church. I've got to read this. I've got to read that. I've got to understand this. When really God's given it all to us on a silver platter, and all we have to do is open it. And all we have to do is communicate with them. That's the thing. So often, uh, I, hear, I hear Bible students and everything. And I, and I remember when I was at Fruitland, they would spend so much time reading other ideas did I just ask one student one time, I said, man, when's the last time you prayed to this God that you say you believe in? Oh, we, we, we think that we have to have all of this figured out. But the only thing that we really need to figure out is the Word of God. Number one, do we, do we believe it? Do we understand it? C.S. Lewis by, uh, said this in his, in his book, Mere Christianity, and there's not, a lot, there's not a lot of books that I read in this world. I actually picked one up yesterday. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, but C.S. Lewis said this, Atheism turns out to be too simple. If the whole universe has no meaning, we should never have found out that it has no meaning. C.S. Lewis was a man who was a devout atheist who tried to prove God wrong time and time again, and he soon realized that the Word of God does not fail. In a time in our country where the Bible is being looked down upon, God's people must stand up to the Word of God. And this is the question, are you truly willing to stand up to the Word of God no matter the cost? Jesus says that, that living the Christian life is not the popular choice. It is not something that's going to bring us fame. It's not something that's going to bring you and your family popularity, but it's something that will never change. He faced rejection so many times, but Jesus kept going. He never stopped. And listen, this morning my message to you is don't stop. Don't give up. Keep pressing on. Stand on the Word of God because it never fails. It hasn't failed yet. It's not going to fail tomorrow. It didn't fail us last week, and it's not going to fail us in the end. While everyone worries about the direction of the world right now, guess what? Thomas does not worry because Thomas has read the Bible. Thomas understands the book of Revelation. The things that are happening in this world right before our eyes is talked about in the good book. We just have to understand it. We just have to read it. And then you can rest assured that things are going to be okay. Look, it's messed up right now. I understand it. 
I remember growing up, and even, even my dad 20 years ago was talking about how things were going to happen and how the world was going to come to an end. Look, we're, we're closer today than we were yesterday. I promise you that. But I will say this. God's not done with cross life. Until that trumpet sounds and the church is taken away, God is not done with cross life. And He's not done with me. He's not done with you. And He wants us to preach the gospel and live the gospel out in our life like we never have before. So many people are looking for the escape route time and time again. But let me tell you this. There's nothing too great for our God. We'll get on this a little bit later. But know that God is ready to forgive anything and everything that you have possibly done in your life. His word is perfect. We can try to, to do all we want on our own, but in the end, we fail because we did not rely on God. He has a purpose. The Bible is, is a book that continues to unfold each and every day before our eyes. If you've, if you've ever looked into Dr. David Jeremiah's study, what in the world is going on, I encourage you to do that. If you want to make sense of what's happening around the world, I, I encourage you to read that. What in the world is going on by Dr. David Jeremiah? And he mentions that as events continue to unfold, he's just fulfilling the plan that God has. That master plan that we keep talking about. For greater things to take place, not only do we have to work, look at the Word of God, how it's not going uh, to fail us, we also have to look at how the Word of God does not change. It does not change. I love what Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 says. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. It doesn't change. It's the same yesterday. It's the same today. It's going to be the same tomorrow. And humans can do what they want. They can say what they want. They can personally say they're, they're not going to follow a certain passage of Scripture. But one thing we've got to realize is God's judgment will not change. This is part that, that I, I want you to try to understand and apply. No matter what your circumstance is, no matter what your family life may be about, no matter what may be happening in your life right now, Understand the God that you say that you serve has not changed. And He will not change. Now your idea may change. Your head may change. Your heart can change. But God hasn't changed. And He's still there. Those moments when we think we're all alone and we think that He's not there anymore. He's still there. The words that we read today will be the same words that will be on the page tomorrow he hasn't changed his mind. He hasn't changed his attitude. He hasn't changed who he is and what he does. Here's some lyrics from a, a song that I was reminded of this week. It's a, it's a hymn, uh, Have Faith in God. This is what it says, Have faith in God. He is on his throne. Have faith in God. He watches over his own. He cannot fail. He must prevail. Have faith in God. And for greater things to happen, we've got to lean on God's Word during this time. 
We have to look to Him for guidance through prayer, through worship, through developing relationships. Most importantly, we've got to follow and lean on Him. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, six says, uh, the, the trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways, acknowledge Him. And He will direct your path. Do we trust Him today? Do we trust that God had His hand on His church and that He will have ultimately His way? We, we've got to do all of this. We can, we, we've got to make sure we defend the Word of God. We've got to be obedient to the Word of God. And we've got to do our best to be the best model of our lives around the church and around the people that we influence. Last but not least this morning. This is a big one. <laughs> the Word of God does not exclude. It does not exclude. It's for everyone. You know, I, I, I am so thankful that Christ just didn't die for a few of us. I, I'm so thankful that we're not having to walk around and figure that out. Like, who did He die for and who didn't He die for? Like, looking at somebody like, man, He didn't die for you. Can you imagine saying that? Like, it doesn't have. I'm so thankful He gives everyone a chance to respond and to know His name. I'm reminded today, though, there are so many people groups out there that have never experienced God. So many people that have never heard the name of Jesus. And the church is, is not just for the rich or for the poor. It's not just for the educated or those that may have not been educated. It's not just for adults. It's also for children. The Word of God is for everybody. The most recited verse in all of Scripture, in all the Bible, you know this verse, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believed in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. This verse doesn't say just one name. It doesn't say just a, a few people. It doesn't just comment on a, a single race, but it says whoever believes in Him. It gives the indication that Christ died for all of us. And He wants us and each one of us to enter that love relationship with Him. And He offers us a free gift of salvation. It's that simple. Now, I remember the day that I found out that the Word of God was for me. Have you ever had that moment? That you just realized the Word of God is for me. And I, I remember the day that I met Jesus. I, I, I remember that day so clearly. It was, one of, it was the best day that's ever happened in my life. Never been clearer. He allowed me to understand that He loved me, that his, his love was for me. But He also let me understand that day that He loved everybody else in the world too. And this is what was happening in my life. I was holding everything back. I was holding everything back because of what people had done to me. And I didn't understand how God could love people like that. And I remember the day that I got saved, that, that very night, I was at youth camp, and I started writing letters 
We didn't have Facebook back then. <laughs> I started writing letters to everybody that I felt had wronged me, and I said, I just want you to know I forgive you. And even, the, even, even moments where I felt like I was in the wrong, I still said, I love you. And I started making amends with all these people. All these people that I thought were against me, but really, I found out they were for me. You know, sometimes when things happen in our life, the bad things happen, we say, God's out to get me. You know, he's punishing me. He's doing this. He doesn't like that I'm doing this, so he's going he's gonna to send his wrath right now. It's not the way God operates. It's not the way he operates. But I understood later on that God showed me that my job was to carry out his word. That I was supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And the only way that I could do that is to surrender my life to ministry. And that's the day that I just submitted my life to God the rest of my life. Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes. Look, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't the smartest kid in school. I didn't have the highest GPA by, by any means. My parents can tell you that. Um, I probably won't going to get into your UNC Chapel Hills or anywhere like that because I didn't have really an SAT score or anything like that. All I cared about was having a ball in my hand or hanging out with my friends or whatever, whatever it was that I wanted to do. And I remember when God finally said, Thomas, I want you to have a burning passion for me like the day that I saved you. Every single day that you wake up, I want that same burning passion in your heart. And this is what he told me. He said, Thomas, I have special plans for you. And listen to me today. He has special plans for you as well. Maybe right now you don't see it, you don't understand it. But our job, our job is simple. That we would go out and that we would share the love of Jesus with those that we come in contact with. Just like the disciples. Reading Mark this week, just like the disciples. The disciples were scared to death when Jesus came back to them and he was alive. <laughs> I read that passage yesterday. You know, Jesus rose from the dead. He did everything that he told those men that he was going to do. He comes back. And the disciples were scared to death because they're like, oh my gosh, it came true. He is who he said he was. They lived their life with him for three and a half years. He told them everything that was going to happen. Like, listen, if God were to tell you what's going to happen in your life for three and a half years, would you live better? Would you understand it more? Like, I think life would be easier. Right now, we don't know what's going to happen in our life. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So many times we look to our church leaders, we look to others to lead individuals to Christ, but we forget that in Matthew 28, it commands Christians, all Christians may add, to go and share the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in order for Crosslight to do greater things in the week ahead, I believe in you as a church. I believe that God has great things in store. I believe we've got to do it all together. But here's the thing. We've got to be passionate about sharing the Word of God with other people.
And we cannot be ashamed to tell them what God has done in your life. What is the story that God has given you? It does not exclude. And as we understand this and as we try to let it be known in the community that there is a place for people to come and worship, then we will begin to carry out the mission that God wants us to be on. Each and every person in the community needs to know that there is a church on Newsom Road that is ready to open the doors for them. That we love them. That we are equipped to share the love of Christ with them. So as we try to wrap up week one of this series, my question is very simple to you. Are you ready? Are you ready to let God's Word guide us in everything that we do and everything that we say? Are we ready to stand up for the Word of God no matter what it may cost us? Listen, it may cost us some popularity. It may cost us a friendship or two. But are we ready to let God take control of all of that? Are we ready for the Word to be poured out over the city that we sit in? Are we ready for it to to come to our neighbors over in Faith, over in Rockwell, in Landis, in Spencer, in Rowan County? I'm sure I forgot one or two. Maybe this morning we're struggling with, with our walk with Christ, and for some time now, we've got to make it right. Then I encourage you during this time that you reach out on Facebook and you say, I need Jesus. We want, to, we want to help you. We want to send you stuff. So let us know. I need Jesus in my life. That's all you need to put or send us a message. Maybe you're here this morning and, and you're just like, man, I'm ready to get on board. I'm ready to get on board with what Cross Life is doing. Maybe today you just say, I'm ready to give of my life to serve the Lord. I'm ready to grow, and I'm ready to go. We'd love to talk to you about that. Greater things are yet to come. Greater things are still to be done. Let's pray. God, thank you. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you for the word that does not change. God, you do not change. Your word doesn't change. It does not exclude. It's for everybody. And Lord, may we be reminded today that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a world that has totally forsaken you, that we have looked to everybody but you to save this country, to save this world. God, I pray that people will be humble, that they would get on their knees, they would ask for forgiveness if needed, and that they would submit to you. Because God, you're the only one that can carry us through. Lord, in a time where so many are being persecuted for their faith throughout the world, Lord, we're we're suffering that as well. And God, may we realize that we are to be a beacon of light right here in the community. God, we believe and we're believing on that, that you have called us to greater things, that you have called us to do 
much more than we could possibly imagine. But God, through you and through prayer and through effort, God, you're going to allow us to do just that this, this year. God, we're believing on you. We're believing everything that you have, you have promised us in your word. And God, we're not going to give up. We're not going to let up. We're going to fight. We're going to fight in every ounce of our being to win people to Christ in 2021. God, we love you. I pray for those out there that, that may need, need you as Lord and Savior of their life. Lord, I pray that they'll be... Um, that you would, you would humble them right now, God, if they need you, that they'll allow us to help. God, I pray for a community today that as we get ready to, to open up again next week for, for our worship, God, that you would be with us. God, that you would keep us safe. That you would keep us on the right track that we need to be on. Use us, God. Use us as your vessel. And we'll give you all glory and praise in the end. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to be with us today. Once again, in person, uh, you, uh, you few that are here and uh, the ones that are online. During this time, don't forget um, that, that, that your offering can be submitted online, that you can, that you can give that online. Also, you could give that at the church. Just get in contact with one of us. We can meet you here. Or uh, you can mail that in. Um, I'm sure Patrick will put a link to the, uh, the giving link and all that uh, in the comment section. Um, but, but next week we plan to roll just as normal. I hope you've enjoyed it today. I hope um, we'll see you next Sunday. If you need anything, you let us know. We love you and God bless you today.